What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to Locker Room Hype, episode 18. As always, I am James Fairchild. I'm Aaron Pena. And I am Coach Raider. Special guest today here. We're, you know, the thing about it, we're actually in a locker room today. So this feels really comfortable, you know. Feels organic, right? So, yeah, now we're actually sitting in a good place. Only thing I'm missing is my beer, but it's okay. I'll, I'll talk sober. <laughs> uh, you know, I know if you haven't been listening, I have not been on the podcast for about two episodes. Been a little MIA for a little bit. Not some things going on, but I'm glad to be back. Really back. Right. I, I know last week I, well, I did a little short bit on the You Remember, and we'll get you that towards the end of the podcast. But like I said, it just felt weird being on the phone and doing you know so it felt good to be back in the element with the microphone yeah and glad to have you back brother and so. glad to have a fresh new guest here yeah no joke. coach I, raider over there I like coach raider over here you know he's raring to go he's, nah. a, he's a big sports guy he's excited to be on and yeah. talk some football baseball whatever comes well, up you know here's the thing man we got a pretty cool thing going on down in in arlington uh right now the rangers and the padres are starting their little Series, and if you caught the game last night, which would have been on Monday, Fernando Tati Jr., okay, 21 years old, man, incredible, incredible player. We had the privilege of last year, he was doing a rehab, and he came down to Amarillo. The dude is huge, huge. Yeah, like, I thought for a short, you know, because shortstops are not that big, you know. I mean, they're not, you know, they're usually, you know, 5'10", 5'11". This dude's like 6'2", playing shortstop, and he, incredible, incredible guy. So, so last night, he hit two home runs, okay? Pretty bad, you know, to me, two home runs in one day, that's pretty badass, but it is. here's the thing that really messed somebody up. And I, I, I would be pissed, but at the same time, I feel these guys, man. You only got 60 games. Yeah, bases loaded, 3-0 pitch. Uh, he says he missed the take sign, but this guy decided to turn on one, took it deep, and uh, the Rangers, the Ranger uh, fans were or not fans, but the players were not happy, one bit. Also, the, they said the, his, his coach, his manager, wasn't so happy about it either. And I'm like, dude, you got 60 games, swing away, especially for him, man. I mean, I hate saying it, Padres are not that good, so. He has to go collect. He has to start making a name for himself. Right. So any opportunity you have on any kind of platform like that, you got to take advantage and and you know display your skills and, and your talent. Why not? Hell, he's he's a young guy. He's up and coming. Might as well get a little bit of shine, even though three zero count. Who cares? I know it's supposed to be the the. The rule. It's a it's an unwritten, an unwritten rule. It's but the code. Baseball code. It is, but still. Who gives a shit? Like, you Would got, you have done the same thing, Coach Raider, if that was you? 3-0 count? I'm taking the walk. You taking the walk? Hell no, man. If I'm trying to collect a check, let's do this. I mean, he's 21. He's going to be playing for the next – oh, he might be in there for 15, 16 more years. He needs to start developing and getting on a team. Right. I could see it both ways. But what is your stance on it? Well, you get you hit the home run, you know, and then there's retaliation. You are going to throw it the best player to make a statement. 
Um, but that's the game of baseball. I mean, there's unwritten rules all over the place on do you bunt when they move the – they slide the, the defense over. And there's no one on third base. Um, you know, hitting if it's a 3-0 count. It's just how the game's played. You know, baseball, it's, it's a different sport, but there's strategy involved. And, yeah, you know, Tatis is a um, sod poodle and playing up and trying to collect. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's it's the game of baseball. You got to respect the uh, unwritten rules. The baseball gods are going to come and, down and well, rain and, havoc and, on you, you I know, guess. Man, but when you're hitting hot, stay hot. I mean, like I said, you got 60 games, man, so every game counts. You know, I mean – you got to you, you don't have a hundred and what is it, a hundred and sixty-seven game, yeah, where you can depend on. You got to you got to swing away, and you got to get hot, stay hot, and then you'll go through your slump, but then get back hot. So, I mean, it is what it is, but you know, I, I think I think you did a good idea. But here's the dumbass thing about this: the picture, the picture last night was Ian. The, Gibbont, Gibbont, I don't know. I'm terrible with names. This Ian decided to throw a pitch. The next guy at Manny Manchado, what a what an idiot! Right after his gl- yeah. grand slam, Tatis. You do not throw a ball at Manny. That dude is a head case. He will come and kick your ass. Like <laughs> I'm not messing with nobody that big. I mean, you know, Manny. You know, again, he had a big contract. You know, not too long ago, a couple of years back, he signed a big contract with the Padres. But, yeah, you don't mess with a guy like that, man. Well, Ian's been suspended three games. Yeah. You think that's that's worthy of enough? Yeah, to... and well, then uh, Woodward, Coach Woodward, he suspended a game, you know. But well, you can't pick and choose on who you're going to hit. I mean, it's a statement. He yeah. hits the grand slam. I'm putting the ball on the rib next guy at the plate. Well, well yeah, that, that is the unwritten rule, too, you know. Right, you're throwing so, right at him. But there's so many man, there's so many rules right now. Like it's like, dude, just take it. Take it like a man. You threw it. Three and oh. If you're gonna throw down the middle and three and oh, well, so be it. You better be ready for it to be blown away. Right. So it's not just baseball. I mean, there's unwritten rules in hockey and oh, yeah, there's football. So coaching. I mean it's It's across the board, huh? We live but, the you unwritten know, rule but, life. Right now, man, like I said, I, I let it be. Just let it be. It's a short season. Let it be. But do you think, with everything the Astros have done, with all of the controversy that's surrounding <laughs> their championship in that right. season, do you think all of the heckling and and the the um, the things that have been tossed at them, you think they deserve it? I think the Astros um, they don't have fans this year, so they're they're not getting the brunt of the heckling and the teasing. They're just getting it from the other opposing teams. But, you know, you have the stadium empty. You know, they're they're taking it easy on them. You get the fans involved, you know, those fans, they're pretty upset about what went down. So they'll totally get on to them and mock them and yell at them. But All right, it's coming, though, next season. No, exactly. You know, I mean, you saw – we got this – you got to watch a little bit in the spring training. You know, that was pretty funny, too, because – I mean, every time they come out, you know, they always had a, a song, a song, know, yeah, yeah, some yeah. kind of a song <laughs> or something. You know, the fans that were out there were heckling them. So, like, next season they're going to get it. And, I mean, they're going to get it for the next couple of years. This is kind of one of those that's not going to go away. It's just, just becoming 
unless only way to go away unless that whole team gets traded. <laughs> Pretty much. Then you're like, okay, now it's a fresh start. That's when it'll go away. But, but do they deserve it? What do you guys think? Part of baseball, yeah. That's part of it. If you're going to do it and you get caught, you're going to get some repercussion. I mean, stealing signs is nothing new. Everyone it's does not. it. But the innovation that they've they went towards with the uh, electronic buzzers and, and whatnot, that's kind of over the top, don't you think? Oh, yeah. It kind of warrants more of a brash um, heckling, if you want to call it that, from the fans, from players. It's just it kind of seems like they, they went overboard and even crossed the line even further with the unwritten rules and, and things like that in baseball. So, I mean, I can tell you, you know, just from high school, you know, when I played ball, there's one, there was one guy, man, he's a good hitter, great, great hitter. I remember the first hit he hit, man, he, I mean, it wasn't a home run, but he hit the top of the fence. After that, we hit him every damn, <laughs> after that, every, and I mean, we cleared, I mean, we got out of the uh, the benches for a little bit, but. Yeah, we made the statement. Hell no, he ain't going to do that shit to us. Why didn't you just walk him? Huh? Fuck no. <laughs> you're going to make a statement. Yeah. If, you know, he's saying it, you're going to do it. I mean, you're going to take one to the head or take one to the ribs. Part of the game. So, yeah. you know, but I thought that was pretty funny, you know. But, you know, with baseball right now, man, you know, every day that's more and more of the COVID stuff is coming out. A lot of teams are having to play doubleheaders. Um, I know that they said they play doubleheaders and we're playing seven innings. So they shorten up the games a little bit so they can get them. I like that idea. You shorten know, it up a little bit. Take some mileage off know. the off the. But, you know, it's, it, it's crazy. You know, they're talk, I mean, some reports have been coming out about the, the whole playoff system. You know how? I mean, what do you all think? I mean, how do you do a true playoff system with teams that have already missed so many games? What would you all do? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. What do you think, Raider? I don't know. That's tough. I mean, hopefully you get through the season. You got a lot of teams that test positive for COVID. I'd say they forfeit. You know, forfeit those games. But, you know, the playoff will be interesting when it gets to the end of it. Oh, yeah. Do you think that, you know, we, we've seen the common theme of, oh, if, Whoever wins the championship this year, there's going to be asterisks next to their name. Do you feel like that is trending in the direction with baseball? I think there will be an asterisk beside, you know, the Yankees or the Dodgers or whoever makes it to the end. I mean, at this point, I mean, you know, I mean, I think most of these players are just playing what's on their contract. If you make it to the playoffs, you make it to the World Series, you're going to make some extra money. That's in their contracts. So I think. Hell, let's just do it. But in realistically, no, it's it's an asterisk. You know, it's an asterisk. It, it, Even in, in I mean, the NBA COVID. started what yesterday. Do you think it's the same? Yeah, in basketball I as mean, well. I mean, these teams, dude. I mean, like right now, here's the thing: Lakers and Portland are playing. They'll play tonight, I think. Okay, you know, I mean, through a whole season, that's one and eight, right? You know, usually the one supposed to beat the shit out of the eight, but Portland's playing hot, man. They are playing hot. And I think the Lakers are going to – I think it's going to go a couple hey, of Lillard's going to push them to the brink. Yeah. He, the Trailblazers are no slouch. Exactly. You know? and that's it's not going to just be given to the Lakers. And exactly. And every team, man, like 
like I said, for me, you know, personally, Mavs, I'm a Mavs fan. I'm glad they're in. You know, they had a hell of a game last night. But also, at the same time, they had a bullshit uh, ejection that really, really messed up the game, you know. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Tapp. Uh, Chris Tapps, right? I think so. Right. Big guy. I mean, he was just protecting his, his, his protecting his player, man. And he went, kind of gave him a little push, all that. There's no reason to throw him out. We've seen worse than that, man. We've seen a lot oh, worse yeah. circumstances than that. Like, don't sit there and say, oh, well, let's throw him out because he's protecting his own player. Like, that's bullshit. If he's throwing a punch or, if he's, yeah, or something, and a headbutt him, okay. We've seen some headbutts yeah, in the but, bubble. But a little, yeah, but a little push, come on, man. Oh, that's the way the game of basketball should be played. It's now such a finesse game. You know, you're shooting from the perimeter. It's not as physical as it used to be. I just, man, I, I can't get into it like I used to. I don't know about you, Raider, but it's just not the same. I'm just, I'm a fan of the '80s Bulls. You know, oh, I'm, I'm a little dated, but well, the Pistons back in the day, yeah, the, the bad, bad boys, the bad boys, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, the bad boys were badass, and like you said, man, they would throw fists. They would throw fists. Mm-hmm. They made sure that when they got kicked out, they were they were going for blood. They're not even that shaking was, hands. Hell no. Like, no. I mean, Isaiah Thomas and Jordan, that's still a... Oh, it's still bitter after all these years. <laughs> still hate each other. Oh, fuck it. You know, like I said, man. Love it. Jordan got to pick his dream team. Screw you, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, you, exactly. Man up, man. Like, But a lot of those guys didn't want Isaiah Thomas on the team. Yeah, anyway. exactly. But they're going to so listen like, to Michael. It was mostly unanimous across the board. But... But yeah, like I said, man, you know, with the NBA playoffs going on right now, it's actually pretty cool. Like I said, it just it's game after game after game after game. So you really you get four games in a day, you know, and then of course y'all start cutting down here pretty soon. But I mean, I, I think it's really, I mean, it's a big toss up, man. I mean, just because of your ranking, I don't think anybody's is going to walk in there and completely take it. So I I really think, man, these teams are just going to step. They're going to step up, and they're going to – shit, I, I don't know. I, I can't just say here's a no, the number one team is going to win. Right. I don't I don't think it's going to work that way. Well, currently year. the Bucks, they're going to get beat by the Magic yep. in the fourth quarter with 27 seconds left. Bucks are supposed to be one of the top uh, – one of the top teams in the East and right got now. we got the Heat and the Pacers here about to start. And Thunder and the Rockets, about 5.30. And then tonight, the primetime game is Lakers and Trailblazers. You know what sucks, though, you know, about the Celtics? Yes, they won last night. You know, I've, I've always been a good – I've always cheered them on, man. But news today, Celtics, Hayward is out for four weeks with a ankle sprain. Mm. That's, That's going to hurt. That kind of hurts. I mean, yes, they have good shooters and everything, but – Hayward, man, you know, I've been you know following him since college, man. That boy, boy can shoot, man. He can shoot. I I love watching him. So, I I, I hope I hope that doesn't affect the Celtics too much because I'm I really don't like the Seventy uh, Sixers anyway. I don't either. I'm not a big fan of them, so I like. And to game see the two Sox. is tomorrow at five thirty between so, the Seventy Sixers and Celtics. That'll be a yeah, good one. And yeah. we got the Jazz and Nuggets tomorrow at three, and the Nets and Raptors at twelve thirty. And the Mavs. That's right, baby. Come on, Mavs. Hey, they got to tie up the series, man. Yep. 
They got to. You can't let it get away. So. But what's going on, man, with our college football? Um, everything changes every day, bro. We so, currently we've got the Power Five. Three out of the five are actually going to push forward for a season. And we've got two, the Big tw- the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have officially canceled, and I've heard some rumors of them maybe uh, getting back in the mix. Maybe the Big Ten. Yeah. They prematurely well, canceled. A lot of the, the families, the parents, are writing letters to the Big Ten trying to well, yeah, but, push them to really get back in the mix. But, but too, you know, can bro, they really come out of that? And, but here's the thing. This, this, this made a statement I know yesterday. When North Carolina, the whole campus says, nope, no face-to-face, we're going virtual, that says a lot now. Because mm-hmm. now you're talking about a – you know, North Carolina vet, one of the top schools in the nation, saying, eh, no, no, we're not even going to let our, our students students come to class. It's all virtual. It's a pretty big statement. I mean, now, now that that's going to start a little bit of a, a fire, a spark. What do you think, Coach Rader? Yeah, we're in a different normal now. I mean, the COVID-19 is kind of taking over, taking names, and things are different. Sports is different. Classroom is different. You know, going out to eat's different. Everything's not the same. This way life is is changing so rapidly, and and what baffles me the most is we're still pushing for a football season at all levels, and every every day there's a change. You know, I saw recently the the seating capacity for games is just dwindling further down. You know, to about twenty percent, twenty five percent, and Governor Abbott at one point said. Fifty percent in Texas, yeah. which I think that has decreased as well. Yeah, that, that increased too. Yep. So, because you know, Austin got there's a hot there. You know, I mean, everywhere is a hot spot, but Austin's a big one right now. I just think before the season starts, guys, there's not going to be any fans in the stands at any level um, of football. You know, and here, here's two man. You know, and Nick Saban. You know, I know a lot of us don't not the biggest fans of Nick Saban. But he's a fucking badass coach. <laughs> I put one it of the that greatest. Way. I put that out there just like that. But the one thing about it, if 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 we move these move the, the, the football season to the spring, okay? Think about all the players that have already an NFL grade. Okay? Mm-hmm. You got a grade, you're you know, you're top you're gonna be top, you know, first round pick. Are you gonna play in the spring? I wouldn't. Would you? To get that grade, I absolutely wouldn't. So I ain't playing. I get a grade. Of but a what zero. happens if you go and you get hurt? What if you're already at first round grade? Would do you risk it and play in the spring? There's such a quick turnaround of the fall. No, because if you play and then you go, you know, usually NFL draft is in April, right? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you get injured, then what happens? I mean, then you're injured. But if you're good enough to play, you you. You, you play the game. You don't not play, and then oh yeah, I'm I'm number one. So come come draft me. Because the way I've always looked at it, I mean, I've always, I always I hate picturing it too. Les McGahey, whenever he got his knee pretty much blown out, and whenever in the the bowl game back in two thousand, you know, and he was a top, top running back, you know, I think that knee affected him throughout. I mean, he had a good NFL career, but I think he would have been. Ten times better, as that would never happen. Yeah, I mean, I legitimately can can see the argument on both sides, but you know, 
Raider, you played college football. And let's kind of go back in time here, going back to your days of playing. If this if this occurred, the pandemic of 2020 back then, um, your senior football season, and the season was pushed to the spring, which WT's season is going to be pushed to the spring, how would you have handled it as a player? I mean, would you have just approached it as any other season? Or would you have taken the draft in consideration? I enjoyed playing the game too much. You know, I, I love playing football and going to practice. And I think no matter whenever the games are, spring, summer, fall, that you were, were playing football. And you're getting ready to play the next game. And you're getting hurt's part of it. You know, you, people get hurt all the time playing playing the game of football. They do. I mean, they do. That. I mean, there's always that risk. But like I said, you know, these some of these guys are trying to get out of that poverty level. You know, this is their shot. I mean, yeah. it's it's that's the hard part. You know, they. I mean, I know some people. Like I said, they have the pride to go out there, and that's a good thing, right? You know, coach, like you said, there's a pride thing. You know, you want to go out there and finish, but also at the same time, if you're trying to get out of a situation and trying to make not only yourself but your whole entire family and generations right. better, especially if you've already got a lot, yeah, in the draft and you're first to you know, early second round pick, you know, you maybe not want to jeopardize so, things. So here's the funny quote. This is, this was from Nick Saban from, he was on ESPN get up this morning. He goes, I think one of the real consequences of this, if you're a junior or senior and you have an NFL grade, are you going to play in the spring? That's what Saban said. Or, is he going to become sort of a JV season with a lot of these juniors and seniors opting out? <laughs> yeah, I could, I could very well see that happening. <laughs> I mean, that a JV season—that's fucking awesome. You like how he put that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Old Nick Saban, oh, no, gotta no. love him. There's guys in the NFL that got drafted last year that are opting out. You know, there's rookies that haven't even stepped on the field that are calling it a season and retiring, right? Because of. Uh, the pandemic. Uh, the starting running back for Oklahoma, Kennedy Brooks, has already opted out of the season, yeah, which I, is huge news. He, that, that is huge news. He had the potential to be the next 3,000-yard rusher at Oklahoma, and he's given that up, basically. Hopefully he comes back next year, but I doubt it. He, I think he's going to get ready for the NFL draft. I, I just can't blame a lot of these guys. I can understand. But as a coach, I know it's very, very frustrating. And like, to have a lot of your players in question. And like today, you know, defending defending champions LSU, you know, Coach Coach Ed came out saying two or three of the uh, players on the football team came out positive. Okay, now, who are those guys around now? Mm-hmm. I mean, now it's, I mean, it's just like, man, I, I know that's we keep saying, man, we got to get away from this COVID talk, but and that's what it is right now. It's affecting huge, huge uh, numbers now. And, it's only going to uh, spike, like, with the yeah. students returning to campus, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just, like, you know, and here's the thing. if I, Like I said, if I was an 18, between 18 and a 21-year-old guy, you know, don't get me wrong, I know I love this game of sports and everything, but you, you go out on campus and you, and you see some pretty women, are you going to tell me that I am not going to go approach them? You're crazy. <laughs> I'm going. Because I'm like, uh, I'm a football player. It's in their nature, right? Bingo. <laughs> I mean, 
You see a gazelle, you go pounce if you're a lion, right? Right, exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's, that's anyway. Because these guys, like I said, a lot of them are not, you know, they're not NFL caliber. Okay. Right. But they got to play college ball. They're going to make, they're going to have a good time. They want to go have a good time. I don't blame them. And, and like I said, and then when they come back, they're going to bring all that. Crap. But if you want a season, you you, you got to refrain from that and this that, year. Yeah, and that's that's the but tough part, man. It's just not going to happen, man. I just you know the Big Twelve, the SEC, and the ACC are still marching towards pushing for the season, but it's no guarantee that it will actually kick off without a hitch. I think before the season starts, there's just going to be a spike. Once you know all the students have already started arriving back on campus, it's going to become a snowball effect and probably jeopardize the start of the season. Maybe push back yeah. a month, maybe a few weeks. Hopefully, I want us to have a season. Yeah, we need maybe. football. But if we don't have it, we're all going to lose our minds, yeah. especially college football. I'm a huge college football fan. Oh, so. Absolutely. We'll watch those reruns again. Oh, I'm tired of watching reruns. You watch yeah, I can't do it no more. The 1969 <laughs> no, National no, Champs. Nothing's better than watching Texas Tech beat Texas. Oh, I can watch that rerun every day. Man, you have we to did. watch the, the whole game. You just yeah. watch the last five seconds. Oh, no, I watched the whole game, so I, I try to find myself. I'm like, there I am. There I am. <laughs> I mean, but. Did you find yourself running on the field and I having to get the, back off? I was the dumbass that jumped out early, so I'll admit it. You weren't the only one. There was know, hundreds a, of them. About a, about a thousand more dumbasses. <laughs> so, yeah, that's me. But, uh, you know, some news from Texas Tech today, uh, or, well, it was a couple of days ago. Uh, one of the coaches, uh, Tommy McVeigh, they called him Mr. Red Raider. Um, he's actually one of the guys that found, like, Wes Welker and things like that. He's been in the program for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed away. Oh. So, and he, like I said, you know, he was there on the sideline. Great relationship with the players. Is he I mean, a former leech guy? He, yeah, he's been, around, he, he's been around. No, he's, he's been around. Yeah, he worked with Leach. He worked with Tuberville. He worked with. But did he come he, in with Leach or was I he think before? So. He came in with Leach. Yeah. So. So he. I mean, he's been around for a long time there at Tech, and uh, yeah, man, it's just, it. And our buffs, man. Our just, buffs. It kind of sinks, you know. You know, somebody in the program that long. Yeah. You know, especially I. I know a lot of the players. Many, many players, you know, you know, they looked up to him and got him. It's going to be a hard guy to replace. Yeah, absolutely. So prayers to his family and, you know, to the, the true fan, the true Raider fans, you know, right here, right here. Yeah, our, our Raider over here, he's a he's a diehard Oakland, Las yeah. Vegas Raider. Now. Las Vegas, but no fans. <laughs> <laughs> really, they're not having any fans. And former Buffalo, I mean, we've. We've talked about them having their season move to the spring. Oh, that's going to stink for us. I, I was wanting to go to quite a few WT games this year. I didn't get to make any last year. No, I say that every year. They're good last year. The new stadium. Mm-hmm. Did you like it, being a former player and everything? What did you think? I liked it. I mean, it's a, it's a smaller venue, but we play, I played at uh, Kimbrough, and there was no fans there, too. Yeah, that, that <laughs> well, tell, tell everybody the years that you played. What What are the years? I was ninety seven to two thousand and one. Okay, so who did you play under? I played under Stan McGarvey. Okay, and uh, he was my coach all four years. You play, you have five years to play four. I redshirted my first year, and we were good first couple of years, and then we were really bad the last couple of years. And 
But uh, I enjoyed playing the Kimbrough. I mean, it's not the same, but you had that history there. Uh, Mercury Morris played there. Uh, Pistol Pete Pedro, Dwayne Thomas, a lot of the the older guys that went on and had great careers. Um, Seventeen and zero with Miami. Oh yeah. Just a quick question, Coach. Whenever y'all did the the wagon wheel game, right? Is that correct? Eastern New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. So. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but when you had that game, so when, every time you had that game, was that wheel always placed on the hill? The wagon wheel game, man, that thing, you know, you played for a trophy. That was a big time Well, yeah, game. but did you always, did we, like We put it, it depend on the kind of the situation. We had it where we had it underneath the scoreboard. And we yeah. also had it on the other side. Yeah. Um, above that tall tree where that flagpole was. And I think we won that game, and that was a long run up. That's what I'm saying. Did y'all yeah. yeah. run up there to go get it? I think we went about halfway and had one of the receivers <laughs> roll it down. Oh, yeah. That's what, like, uh, if I was alive, I'm like, yeah, I went down here. And Coach <laughs> Raider, he, he's, you're what, 6'8"? Six, 6'8". Eight? Six, eight. And you were a big boy back then. Hey, hey there, big guy. Hey, still big boy. <laughs> don't call him big boy. He but, don't like it. But that, <laughs> but that that whole game, the wagon wheel game, it's a totally different environment. I mean, you're you're Hell preparing yeah. different, you're playing different. In the five years we played, you know, I never shook a single Eastern New Mexico guy's hand. Wow. Because that yeah. game ended, whoever won, you're going after the wheel. Oh yeah, exactly. And, um, and the black and whites, you had the whole. If we win it, we had it the whole season. Plus, it helped with the recruiting because you bring kids in like, hey, what's that? And like, yeah, that's the wagon wheel. Right, and we play Eastern Mexico every year, and we're planning on keeping that sucker. It's like all those novelty trophies yeah. in college football, you know, the Paul Bunyan axe, yeah, the or Golden we, Hat, yeah, OU yeah. in Texas, OU in Texas, yeah. I mean, those, I mean, to me, I've always felt like those, you know, those rivalry games, man. Those, are so much fun. They're so much fun. Oh yeah, you especially know? WT, man. Yeah, I, like I said, I just knew that. I was never under. Like I was like, did they go? Does, like after every win, do you run up there and grab it or? Just that game, right? Oh, yeah, that yeah. game. You grab it. You're singing your your fight song, and, and you just. It was. I mean, I've been part of both ends. Where we won as a player, we lost as a player. Um, I was fortunate enough to win as an assistant coach. And um, another big rivalry was um, Abilene Christian. Yeah, it was D one. We played those guys usually at the end of the season. And I don't want to bring it up, but we had a, a year that we had a chance to win our. Our conference, and we got beaten double overtime. And it was the longest bus ride home. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. They were always a bitter rival for WT. And I remember when when I was going there, they had one of the games, I think it was 05, 06, and there was over 20,000 fans that attended. And it was such a cool atmosphere to see Kimbrough packed like that. Big-time football. I mean, winning, winning brings success. You know, success breeds success. And you win, people want to see that. People want to be part of that. You're right, man. And I, I hope we can enjoy some WT football in the spring. It's going to look different. It's going to feel it different. Will. It's going to be colder. But, hey. It's, it's, we'll see how it goes. I hope it goes well. And, and hopefully nothing else happens, right? Hopefully nothing else happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm just afraid that all for all of the teams that have pushed their, their seasons back, it, it's still up in the air whether or not those seasons will actually be played yeah, as exactly. of right now. It's just so unknown. So, but here's a cool thing, man. Just be some positive. Let's get some positive news right here. I know most of our listeners are like, well, who are these two guys? Tom Flores and Drew Pearson 
are finalists for the 2021 Pro Football Hall of Fame. All right. So finally, think, Drew Pearson, man. You know, I think, you know, I think Coach over here knows who uh, who old Tom Flores is. That's right. He was a player, coach um, for the Raiders. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and he's also went to Seattle for a few seasons. He did, yes. He's also the first Hispanic coach in the NFL. Won a Super Bowl. But, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. In the early know. 80s, huh? Yeah, they played um, as either the Philadelphia Eagles or the Minnesota Vikings, one of those two teams. And then, of course, you know, Pearson, you know, he came as an undrafted free agent. Okay. Pearson, he played an entire 11-year career with the Cowboys, making three all-pro teams. He's gotten snubbed so many times. And I, yeah, I saw a video that went viral. I think it was a, last year or the year before. And he was – it was a local new, news station that were, was interviewing him. And he just completely broke down and was, like, yeah. very upset that he did not make the, you know, the finalist uh, group. And he deserves it, man. He, he does. He's man. known for the Hail Mary catch. He was Staubach's go-to guy. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's the original 88. If you're going to have – Irvin in there, you got to have Pearson in there. Well, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I mean, you know, hopefully, you know, you know, with Pearson, man, I hope they they better do. It. Come on, he's in the Ring of Honor, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, but you know, but you know, which is great. You know, those people, I know those players appreciate, it, especially the teams that you know keep them in the loop. But nothing beats going to Canton. No, man, I and mean, it's going to be different. For the, I mean, the, the Hall of Fame game was canceled. Yeah, exactly. right. So, the, all the induction and everything, I think it's going to be done virtually. Something like that. Well, this Will is it be? 2021, so hopefully by then they can actually have something. But isn't this year's – they've done something weird I, with it this year. I can't remember what they did. I don't, I don't know if they even had anything yet, but, but you know – it just like I said, hopefully. As a Cowboys fan, it makes us proud and happy. Well, yeah, we didn't get to see him play, but I know. But I, I saw you, him play. Did you? You're old as shit. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, brother. He's not that much older than us. No. Uh, yeah, I kind of. No. <laughs> well, you know that's you know that you know of course, you know with NFL they're all back at camp right now. You know, I really haven't, you know, the thing, good thing about it, you haven't really heard too much craziness going on at camp. I think I think NFL's doing, I mean, they're trying to keep it at low, low, I think. If, it, it seems like. if any level of football is going to actually pan out and play, it's going to be the NFL. And that's, that's good news. They're professionals. They're going to have everything put in place to make everything safe for everybody. What do you guys think? Do you think it's just a, destined to be a disaster, or do you think it's actually going to? I mean, if any, I mean, if anything, man, NFL has to play out. That I mean, we're talking about billions of dollars, and I know that's all. I hate, I hate putting money on that or a price on anything. You're right. Yeah. But this is you know, a lot's at stake. A lot, a lot of jobs, a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know all the other sports. You know, NBA does their you know thing, and you know, you know, college football does their thing, but NFL. I mean, you're talking about big, you know, big, big money, big money, big stuff. Oh, fans yeah. too. You know, you got people that haven't. If they're not going to have a NFL season. They're going to opt out and not be a football fan anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said, man. You know, if it'll be, like I said, 
Everything else has been going good. But I don't want to see the you know, NFL. I don't want to see the NFL go under. And the fans are a huge part of it. The the revenue generated by fans is astronomical as far as, you know, the, the piece of the pie that when you look at it. Um, in Philly, they've already said months ago there are no fans. I've heard some other places have decreased the yeah, capacity yeah. as well, uh, just like know, the colleges. It's like Las Vegas, you know, Las Vegas already said no. And no fans. No oh, fans. They, got, they got one in Emerald, though. Oh, yeah. The biggest fan of all. Exactly right, you know. But how do you but, feel, man? I, I haven't Brent, had a Brent, chance to ask you about the uh, the move to Las Vegas with the Raiders. It's closer. It's closer than Oakland. Um, but I'm yeah, just, it's a lot better of a city than Oakland too. But it's hot. I mean, Vegas <laughs> yeah. is Vegas, Sin City, man. It being hot and and the Raiders wearing uh, black, silver, and black, and they always attack. Oh yeah, you like their stadium? You like the design and everything? Oh yeah, it's it's very nice. Is it's it like still, a spaceship. Is it still the Death? They call it the Death Star, aren't they? It's it is the Death Star. That's right, baby. Death Star in the mm. desert, man. I love it. I love it too. That's a such a neat city well, then, to have a professional football team in. It's like I said, it's crazy. Whenever all, you know, whenever they said you know, whenever they're like, yeah, we're moving to Vegas. It's a shit. Finally, you know. Finally get out of Oakland. Yeah, exactly. You know, bullets flying by you on the way to the you know, game. Like and whenever, fights breaking out. Whenever, <laughs> right? You know, whenever L.A. I remember whenever L.A. lost their teams. I was like, what the? I mean, I was a kid. I'm like, why are they losing their teams? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean St. Louis was a good place. I mean, the Rams. Yeah, good. it was. St. Louis was a was a quality they, sports town. I mean, they've got the Cardinals there. That's what I thought. You know, I mean. But oh, I guess, like I said, they really wanted them back, you know. And now their stadium, holy crap, man, that stadium is badass too. So, I mean, like I said, we don't care about the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't have left San Diego. Yeah, they should have stayed. I don't think that was a good move. Yeah. So having all the team, all those LA teams, is just a little much. They they already get the the limelight, the spotlight more than everyone else. It's just. It's over the top. So, yeah, man, I just, like I said, like I said, this is the year that I really, like I said, there's going to be some, there's going to be a lot of sleepers this year, you know? Couple, yeah, let's talk about the sleepers. Man, like I told you, man, my sleeper, my, my sleeper this year, I know you're going to be like, oh, because you're, because you're a tech fan. It was Arizona, man. I got to go with my boy. With Cliff, oh, you're man. going with your boy Cliff. Well, hey. But, you don't, don't be we could agree on, on that. Yeah, you got Murray on there, man. You got Murray. You just got to, like I said, man, you just got to put the right people. Hopkins. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. I mean, that's going to be a lethal combination. Yeah. And Hell, Larry, Larry Fitzgerald's still playing. Thank you. That's awesome, man. Like, nothing beats Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah. He's a class act. God, great receiver. Man, what, a, what a great uh, man. So, Who's your, who's your sleeper, Coach? Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh man! Okay, they got to play. They got to play the Chiefs twice a year, but you know, got to beat the best to to be the best. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jacobs, I really like him at running back. Man, he's a beast. They want to use him more as a kind of a running back slash receiver with receptions. They got the weapons. Um, they got the, they got the players there. They just got to have the chemistry. And, and play, you know, with Gruden, Gruden being back. Is, is, Dave, is Davis still the general manager? 
Um, or is it somebody else? It's somebody else. Davis okay. is, is part owner, is still the owner. Yeah. Uh, with his goofy haircut, but. <laughs> it's just been passed down throughout generations. What's, the, what's that dude's name? The Mad TV character? Yeah, the Mad yeah, TV. Yeah. Stewart, the little Stewart haircut. <laughs> with the with the missing tooth yeah. and the freckles. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, that's that's my pick is uh, Las Vegas. You know, it's going to be my pick for a while. It's my my team. I like it. They're good to, uh, at least you're sticking true to it. Yeah, I, I don't blame you for that, but I'm still holding on hope for my boy Baker. You know, there's a lot of haters out there that are oh, that are doubting I'm him. I'm not hating on him, man. He's my boy. I love Baker, man, you know. The Browns, man. I, the Browns. It just, we recently got to interview Austin Seibert, the kicker for the Browns, and he's got high hopes for them. And, you know, I asked him, you know, why should the fans have hope for you guys this year? And he's like, why not? Why shouldn't they? Yeah, yeah that's a good that's a good motto. Why not? Why not? I mean, I mean what else, what do they have to lose? Cleveland, man. Cleveland. Well, I think well, I think now since you know Beckham now he's on the team, he's already got one year under his belt under it. You know, got Jarvis Landry. He still got Jarvis. Nick Chubb. Yeah. Uh, is Cleveland one of the teams that hasn't won a Super Bowl or been to a Super Bowl? I believe so. I think I thought back in, in the eighties they did. I don't think I think the Denver beat them to go right. Like, yes, they did. Yeah, but you know, with the Cleveland man, I think you know because I know a lot of people put. I think they were just saying, "Oh, look at this! They're about to, sh- you know, they're going to shine out, you know, this year and all that thing." I mean, you're putting, you're already putting all your eggs in that basket, and I think that's what really, really screwed them up. I mean. <sighs> LeBron, he brought a lot of happiness to Ohio, to Cleveland. But as a football franchise, they just haven't had anything really to uh, hang their hat on, and they deserve it. They're a hardworking, blue-collar, you know. Well, they went to Baltimore. You know, they had the Browns. They would go to Baltimore, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl um, with the Ravens. Yeah, I mean – I mean, the Browns have won three NFL championships in the 50s and won one more in 1964. But in modern times, we all know how terrible they've been. And they've got the roster. That's the thing. They've got the, the talent to get over the hump. And I do feel like Baker can break the curse. He had a sophomore slump. Wasn't, wasn't good at all. Terrible year. But a lot of quarterbacks earlier, early in their career have terrible – you know, horrendous years, but he, he's going to turn it I around. I disagree with you on that because, you know, Mahomes never has a bad season. Well, Just he's, he's a kidding. unicorn. He's, he's one I'm in a million. Kidding. I'm kidding. Now, you know, Baker did, man. And, and I don't, I, you know, I don't, I think he just took a lot of, he was trying to take a lot on himself. He was trying to do a lot for it. But like I said, man, this is where this team, like I said, this is where Beckham and Landry. I mean, this is where this, these guys. Miles Garrett. Yeah, they got to step up. Get a new coach. I mean, they've got new energy, new philosophy going yeah. on. I know Baker had some issues with the some of the coaches there. Yeah, but I mean, it's just one of those things, man. I mean, he he signed up to you know to be on a championship team, and you know sometimes you know. I think coaches think, well, if we go, if I go to Cleveland, that's just kind of a yeah, uh, end of career kind of thing. Like, no, man, you gotta be, 
Gotta be ready. Let's go. Like, why? If you're here, those fans have put up with so much. They deserve a, a championship or hell, a winning season at this point. It, it's they're they're not in a bad city. I mean, Cleveland's a good city. It's just the the amount of bad luck they've had with quarterbacks, coaches. It's just been unreal. You know, over twenty years, it's been terrible. Just be a spoiler. Play spoiler every week. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. Underdog I mean, every week. I, I agree on that, man. There's, I think they should play some underdog and just go. Go. I mean, like I said, you don't have nothing to lose. Except, no, they have to lose, but, you know. But exactly. At this time and place, like, let's just go. So we, we've discussed our sleepers. Yep. Who do we think is going to rise to the top? The cream of the crop next year. Or this, I mean, this year. For the NFL football season, who do you think is going to be right there at the top? Kansas City. They're on top of the mountain right yeah, now. Kansas City. It's hard to argue with that. You know, we know the other night we talked about, you know, you got the Bills and the Jets kind of building up, you know, coming around. But, man, you know what blows me away? And I'm, I know I freaking hate this team because they're in the same division as the Cowboys. Oh, God, yeah. don't, don't even mention their name. But I'm not, yeah, because they don't really have a name. They're Washington. That's their name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> but the thing about it, man, is to get this, you know, Alex Smith, man, to see him come back, you know, I don't know if there's a, there's a, I don't know if it was a TikTok video or whatever, but he got clearance from the doctor and his whole family were spraying him down with water and all that. I mean, it was just to see what he came, that injury. I mean, I, I don't even like watching it. I don't like something like that. I do not rewatch it. Yeah. It's it, not, it was pretty cool. His family was yeah, celebrating. And, and on top of that, him. you know, he almost lost his life too. Mm-hmm. And to come back and now he's clear. Now he's, I mean, that right there, you know, man, I mean, that's the, how do you, I don't want Washington to win. Don't get me wrong, but I would like to see Alex Smith have a Cinderella season. He could. He could. He could and, come back player of the year. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like I said, he could go. He could throw. You know, score touchdowns. Just don't score a lot. When I mean, you know, still lose. <laughs> I mean, look at Adrian Peterson yeah. after a season-ending injury. Like yeah. it was just terrible. He came back and rushed for two thousand yards. You got to cheer for guys that, that, that go down with terrible injuries like well, that. Yeah, but yeah, but they love the game. They keep doing it because they love the game. You know, that's. That's you know that's one of those things that you know, I love to see. I love to see those guys. They just work their butts off to get back. So yeah, I think like I said, I look for I look forward to seeing how Alex Smith will. You know, I mean, but who's your team this year? Who do you think is going to be there standing at the end, number one? You know, Cowboys, son. Shit, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All day, every day, baby. You know everyone's going to give a shit for that. Well, good. Do it. <laughs> All the way. Go go, Cowboys. You know, I like your optimism, but no, well, I just can't. I can't go there with the Cowboys well, right now. Well, then go cheer for your stupid Sooners then. Oh, you know I'm going to do that. Yeah. Win, lose, Ooh, or draw. Yeah, Same yeah. with the Cowboys. Win, yeah. lose, or draw. However, <laughs> I'm just a realist, and over the past 25 years – the Cowboys have broken my heart so many times. Wow. They've been mediocre. Okay. They've been terrible. We've screwed it up with uh, the quarterback position so many times, and I still don't think we have it right. Still don't. 
What you got, Raider? Um, yeah, no comment on the Dallas Cowboys, man. <laughs> oh, they're not a real football team, dude. You're gonna say the, you're gonna say or Las Vegas Raiders? No, he said the the uh, Chiefs. I know, but I'm gonna go with the the Ravens. Lamar Jackson. Damn, man, that's tough. That's that is tough. I'm I'm thinking, you know, after that tough playoff loss last year, they they had so much momentum going into the playoffs, had such a great season, and they just kind of fizzled out. I think yeah. this year they'll put it all together. He's a different kind of quarterback, too. He is, man. So. He's fun to watch. He is, man. He They've really got a great is. squad around him. We've got some Sooners on that team, too, with Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown. Yeah, the only Sooner I'm cheering for is CeeDee Lamb this year. Oh, yeah. Because he's a cowboy. All right, let's kind of reflect back on some of those super teams from the past. Who do we think would match up well with the Chiefs of today? With Mahomes and, you know, Travis Kelsey, uh, Tariq Hill, all those guys. Who, Which team, in your mind, do you think would match up with them? That's like a Madden game. You know, you play Madden, you have the current teams, and then you go back to the past teams, and you're trying to find like a dream team, really. You know, and the team of the 70s were the Steelers. Right. Team of the 80s were the Niners. Team of the 90s were Dallas. Uh, team of the 2000s is New England. You know, it's a totally different animal this year. The Chiefs are the team to beat. I don't know how they how you match up. You know, when you when you put all those teams because all those, those those teams from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s they had all elements too. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a team in the 90s. It's a good argument. Um, the Buffalo Bills might have been the best team. They just didn't win a Super Bowl. Right. You go to Four Super Bowls back to back, and don't win any. Does, I mean, does that make you a bad team? No. Unlucky. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Unlucky. But but in your mind, who do you, which dream team stands out that could be competitive with the, with the Chiefs? Um, I would I would put any of the, the teams from the 49ers against them. Okay. With back in the day, you got Montana who went on to become a chief in his career. Uh, Dwight Clark, you got Jerry Rice on there, who, in my opinion, is the greatest receiver that ever played the game. Um, they had a great running back with Roger Craig. You know, all those all those key elements, some great offensive line. And then their defense was pretty good, too. That's the thing. A good defense against Mahomes would uh... – would be necessary, right? It'd be a necessity for sure. But I mean, there are good defenses out there. There are good defenses, you know. But there are good offense, right. you know. And that's the thing. It's it's hard. I mean, when you game plan around, a, you know, an offense around that. You, I mean, yes, you got to take risk, but yes, you got to play somewhat conservative because then it's just it's just one of those things that you got to go with your gut and hope it's executed every play. Exactly. It's hard. I mean, it's hard, like I said, to start. I mean, especially if somebody's been doing this since high school, you know, throughout college, which, you know, I know he didn't have the best team, but he had the best mentor around him and all that. And then you got Andy Reid. It's, I mean, one of the best coaches, you know, to coach the game. And He was a San Francisco guy, too. Yeah. I mean, so, like I said, man, when everything switched to the RPO, 
Change, you know, now defenses change. Changes, and defenses yeah. were built differently back then, yeah, you know, in the mean, 70s, 80s. You, yeah, in the 70s, 80s, because you got these big old guys. Big guys. Just coming and knocking the shit out of you, but and now. now we've, got, we've got slimmed down long guys, yeah. you know. We've got tweeners and guys that can run all over the place. Yeah. But who, who, do you, who in your mind would match up with old Mahomes and the Chiefs nowadays? You know, if if anybody that would have a good, you know, a good, you know, like I gotta say, a good solid defense would be. I would have to go with Ravens when they had Ray Lewis and Ned Harris. That team, I mean, that defense was pretty damn good. Right. And then, and then I would also probably the next one I would have to is whenever Seattle. Legion of Boom. Yeah, and they had Herman. They had uh, Chancellor. Cam Chancellor, yeah. I mean, that that one, that team had a great defense, too. I think those two. Huh? And Richard Sherman locking down. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you have, I mean, that that was overall, those were overall good defense in every position. Yeah. So, there wasn't really a. A week, a weekly right. defense. I agree. So. I mean, I would have to go with the Steelers, with Troy Polamalu, James yeah. Harrison. I was, I was. That was kind of. I hate saying the Steelers, but that was kind of the Casey Hampton. Those guys. Yeah. I mean, they had a really good defense, a great offense with Big Ben, you know, Antonio Brown, and. Here's two things: Is Polamalu going to come drop back in coverage, or is he going to come down and knock the shit out of me? Right. I mean, I would be. I mean, it. Antonio Holmes. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that team was. I would have to go with them, and and I would agree. Maybe maybe the Buccaneers. With the 03 Buccaneers. When they ran the Tampa cover two. Yep, and, and I think that's in that. And the Ravens. They played like that Tampa cover two. Man, that was a damn good defense. And they ran. I mean, Barber and all those guys. Man, they played in Lynch. They played it magnificent. John Lynch. Yeah. They played really good on that cover two. Yeah, that's tough to beat. You'd have to almost pick a modern team to match up with them oh, yeah. due to the progressive nature of their offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andy Reid's done phenomenal with with that group. It was pretty cool to see him win it all last year. Yeah, I thought he really deserved it. Out of all the coaches that hadn't won one, oh yeah, I love it. It was his man. time. I love you know? Andy Reid. Man, so, so here's the thing, guys. You know, we talked about it. Now we're going to go into my segment. Yes, you remember? You remember? You remember? Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios about in, in a year. Not scenario, but events, major events that happened in that year. Okay. Now, since we're doing sports, that's all we're going to talk about is sports. Okay. So, I'm going to name, I'm going to name you off a couple, and then we're going to see who can get the closest. I think right now James has gotten two. Yeah, I think so. Two so far. And then, you know, Raider, since you're here, you know, I'd like you to get on board. And, you know, first one to five, I, I'm going to cook you a nice tomahawk steak. All right. Let's okay. go. So, Dude, what am I going to get? I said tomahawk steak. You got to get the five. Okay. Quit being a baby. I'll go with it. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So, here's the first one. San Francisco 49ers win. 55 to 10 over the Broncos. This is Super Bowl 24. Yep. I can't read Roman numerals. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, here's a good one. Nolan Ryan of the Rangers, Texas Rangers, is really pitched with the Rangers. No hitter against the Oak against Oakland. That was a big thing. You know, Nolan Ryan threw a couple, a lot of you know, a couple no hitters. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Detroit Pistons winning four games over the Portland Trailblazers. And here's the big one. This is the last one. Boxing. Buster Douglas beats Mike Tyson by a knockout. Oh, man. What year? I'm going to say 1988. Okay. I was thinking late 80s, so I, I'm going to go with 89. Got 88. 89. 88 and 89. Those, those, those are pretty good guess. 1990. <sighs> Chains of the decade. 90. 1990. Damn. But hey, we were close. You're good. You're there. So, right here, you're, you know, again, you're still at zero. And James, <laughs> you're still at two. So, you know, like I said, Nick, you know, you got you still got chances. For, like I said, first one to five gets that Tomahawk steak. Cooked, cooked by Pena. So you better be cooking it on your uh, pit boss that you should be getting back, yes, right? Yes, yes, Because that's the only way to cook it. Yeah, exactly. Nice and slow. Man, those pellet grills are the best. Yep, they really are. So, 1990. Yep. So, man, I knew that. <laughs> listeners, if you ever want to be on the on the game, if you want to be part of this bet, hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram. You know, we we all love to get you called in, or heck, we'll get you. A, I'll set up a poll, whatever you want to do. Just make sure that uh, you're able to answer, and uh, yeah, we'd like to do something with you. Yeah, we we've had a lot of friends of ours want to be part of it and be on the show, so it's just a matter of time. We're a little bit busy right now, a football camp and school yeah. starting back, but we'll get there. We'll make some time. We'll, we'll squeeze in podcasts here and there. Um, we'll keep try to keep it as regular as we can. We uh, went two weeks almost without doing one. Yeah, but we're getting back on track. Get, keep it rolling for you guys. We got it. All right. I so, appreciate you guys having me on today. Oh, I appreciate yeah, you being man. here, man. This is the that's what I'm talking about, Coach Ryder. <laughs> You'll be on more often, and, and we'll have uh, some longer podcasts where we can really go in depth yeah. and some really ironed out topics. Yes. But thanks for joining us and being a part of it today. Yes, man. Like I said, man. I gotta get on that board, man. I'm. A little upset I missed that. Well, no, it's all right. We'll, <laughs> we'll get you in. We'll get you in next time, you know. Got to get to five. Get to five. Well, so, let's do it. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to Locker Room Hype. We'll catch you guys next time. See you later. Peace. <laughs>